Hey, how's it going? Alright, so it's another episode of the After School Spectacular. And this week I got my buddy Richard on, who I did the teaching fellowship with, and I'm pretty excited for this one. He's a great guy, and we got a great conversation. So without further ado, here we go. Okay, so uh, we are recording. Uh, it's my buddy Richard. He's... Uh, Started teaching with me, started the fellowship together. We went to grad school together. We graduated together, got our master's at the same time. Everything was cool. Um, and so uh, I've, I've, when I first started this podcast, this was another guy that I was like, he has to be on. It was him, Ronald, Lauren, Big Anthony, Mr. Queen were like the first episodes I wanted to do. And I've done, this will be three of those I'll have done. Next, I just got to do Lauren and Ronald. Um, and Marty, my buddy Marty, he's pretty fucking nuts. I'm trying to get him on as soon as possible. But uh, yeah, man. So uh, welcome to the podcast. Um, you are actually the um, the first straight white male teacher. I think <laughs> there, was, there was another white guy, but he wasn't a teacher, and he was straight. And then there was another white guy who was a teacher, but he was our first openly gay. It could have been another gay person. He was our first openly gay uh, guest on the podcast. Other than that, we've had two black male teachers, one female uh, Indian bodybuilder and teacher. Uh, and then, um, yes, yeah, so it's, it's been a very diverse podcast. I'm keep trying to get it as diverse as possible. Um, audiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a good, good spread, a good spread. I want to be very diverse. Um, you know, and that's 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 how we're that's how we do it here, man. So how's how's things going? How's things going? First of all, uh, not bad. Everybody's healthy. Um, you know, it's still a weird time, but I think for the most part, everybody's adjusting well. I don't hear many horror stories, at least from you know people we know and stuff. So it's you know just taking it day by day. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, um, I, I met like a uh, I talked to a few teachers that uh. You know, had COVID, but not. Hopefully, you know, everyone that I mean, everyone I've talked to has been okay uh, for the most part. But like, yeah, a guy my mom worked with, he passed away. So I mean, there has been some deaths of people I knew, but no one that was, thankfully for myself, no one that was like real close with me. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's a it's a tough time. It's a weird time to be a teacher. It's a real time weird time to be anybody. You know, it's a weird time to be a kid. It's a weird time to be anybody honestly yeah it's like in the history books then we're going to be reading about stuff and be like yeah back in my day i remember covid the kids are like tell us about it grandma grandpa and they're like sit down and listen yeah yeah i mean probably like 10 years from now you know 20 20 years from now uh when we're still teaching we'll have to cover a classroom into sub a classroom and there's going to be that might be one of the lessons you're like, oh shit, I could talk about this. Because <laughs> I mean, a lot of the stuff I don't, I, I can't say the same when I had to cover history room and it's like World War II, you know. But if it's COVID, I could be like, okay, um, you know, we all had to wear these masks. Uh, there was uh, a, a terrible virus, and what was crazy was a lot of people thought it was fake. So then it started spreading and people died, and it was you know, just yeah, it's gonna be a crazy. At least you can kind of just tell your own experiences to cover that lesson. It's true. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be like this. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought it was going to be because remember, like, the day we had off, like, the first day off was St. Patrick's Day. 
And I remember yeah. the first, the last day we had of, of, of in-person learning was St. Patrick's Day. And I remember that because like there were teachers wearing like goofy, you know, like a, a goofy St. Yeah. Patrick's Day hat or, you know, face paint or something. And like uh, none of us thought this was going to be like people probably thought, oh, I'm after work, I'm gonna go grab a beer or something, get a nice green beer or something. And then it's like, no, in fact, you're never coming back to work. <laughs> until further <laughs> notice. Building. Yeah, until the, for the rest of the school year. That is insane. So you got March, April, May, June. You know, that is insane. Between us, like with teaching and then like new movie releases. I remember I was like, man, I can't wait to see Candyman. It's coming out in August. Like, no, it's not. And I was like, Maybe by the time we come back, that'll be out. But yeah, yeah, Wonder Woman was supposed to come out. That was the next movie that was about to come out. Now it did come out, and I was like, "All right." I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's not the same. Like, yeah, I, I feel like it would have got a better reviews from people if they would have saw it in theaters. I didn't hate the movie, but I wasn't like, also wasn't like, I don't know. There, there was some, there were some questionable decisions. But um, so I'm gonna ask you, you know, about yourself, man, for this thing. So, uh, did you go to school? in like New York City schools or like where did you go to school when you were when you were a student? I've been at different points in my life I've been educated either teaching in or as a student in Catholic school charter school and public um so I've been yeah nice nice hell yeah so all right yeah let's talk about them which one what so when you first started school like kindergarten where were you at school at? I was in um, uh, Bushwick. Well, excuse me, Rich. This was the biggest thing. I always debated to try to get street cred. I'm like, oh, I went to school in Bushwick. And my mom's like, no, it's Ridgewood. It's it's on that borderline cross. She's like, sorry, it's Ridgewood. So I've been, <laughs> I couldn't get a win with that. But um, the Catholic school is not there anymore. But I was there from um, kindergarten all the way to fourth grade. I was like, you know, enough wearing the suits and ties. I said, I don't, I don't want to feel like an old man. You were, like, was it like a tie tie or like clip on? Yeah, clip on, not even okay. the regular ties. My, my dad's a Catholic school educated too. And then it was like, all right, clip on tie generation. I was like, all right. I was like, no, I'm done with it. Public for fifth, sixth and part of seventh, back to finish off in eighth grade. I had like a Michael Jordan type of thing. Like I had, I was with the team for so long I went, left, came back out of retirement to just finish off. Actually, oh, wow. he didn't, actually, he didn't finish See? off with the polls, but the, the, the same idea, like, couldn't get enough. Wow. So you 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 graduated from there? Yeah, it's funny. Eighth grade? Yeah. yeah I, I went back, and it was so weird because some kids remembered me, and they were like, I remember this guy. And others were like, what? I'm like, I was there before you. I laid the foundation. <laughs> they, how quickly they forget. I was like, but... um. Yeah, and the I had the same. I had the same like street cred issue because like when I moved to New York from Ohio, I tell everyone I'm from Dayton, Ohio. But because that's something they at least heard about, like the Simpsons went there once, or you know, like some there's, you've heard the words Dayton, Ohio, at least. So I always say that, but I'm not from. I'm from Miamisburg. Like if I if someone from Ohio saw me say that, they'd be like, "You're not from Dayton. You're from the Dayton Mall. It's not the same thing." <laughs> Like Dayton was a lot more like had a lot more street cred to it um, than Miamisburg did. So, yeah, I understand that because I like just like you said, I never heard of Ridgewood, but everyone knows Bushwick. That's like like you remember the ghetto boys, Bushwick Bill, the one eyed midget rapper. He was he was the man. Bushwick Bill. It's it's crazy. Lost his, 
Huh? Yeah, no, it was crazy. Speaking of like uh, notorious people, not to name drop, but like I had a flashback. We were people were talking about Takashi and stuff. And I was like, I saw an old picture of him and someone said he's from Bushwick. And I could have sworn he worked in like his family store. I bumped into him. I just remember like that picture in my head. I was like, oh, so I saw Takashi. So that that's <laughs> a few pair of Bushwick. They have the rainbow hair and stuff. No, like like short, like a hot, like like more hair than a Caesar, but he had like a regular haircut. You know, <laughs> I remember one color. You know, <laughs> yeah, just like you know, that not, Skittles wasn't cool yet. And now look, man, it's wild. That, yeah, I thought that was crazy because I didn't know that was the same guy. Like when I heard his music versus saw him, because I saw him, I thought Rainbow, like I thought it was like a gay pride thing. And then mm -hmm. I saw him, or I heard and I heard his music and I was like, that guy sounds like homophobic, you know? And then it's like, wait, he's homophobic? Like, because he saw his hair is like, you know, like the Rainbow. But I mean, hey, man, I guess he's trying to take it back. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that, that, that guy was a scumbag. Now, nah, I mean, so like, what was, so you went to, to charter, uh, I mean, sorry, Catholic, then charter or Catholic, then public? So no, so I might, as far as like my student education, I was, so in Catholic school from, so kindergarten to fourth grade, did a little stint in public school, fifth, sixth and part of seventh, came back in eighth. A stint. <laughs> the public, listen, I, I, it resonates so much to struggle for public school kids when it's like you relive stuff, when they taste, it's like, oh yeah, I went through that. Yeah, I know that thing, but like, I um I did that. Then for high school, I did just public school, like a year in a trade school, then three years in like a like a regular public school. So damn, yeah, yeah you are like the like the, the jack of all trades for schools. You went to all the schools. Man, yeah, only thing you're missing is like an all-girls school. <laughs> Couldn't get in. Couldn't get in. Or like a historic black university. <laughs> that would be interesting. But yeah. it, so what what did you so what was the hardest, um, what was, what was like the, what was some of your favorite things from like Catholic school versus public school? Um, and what was your, some of your favorite things from like public school versus Catholic school? Mm -hmm. What were like the, the highs and lows of both? Of them? I, it's funny. I relive it when I speak with my like old friends, cause I still keep in touch with elementary school kids who went to Catholic school. And then even when you meet new people on the streets, you could say things only kids that went to Catholic school and they'd be like, hey, hey, how you doing? Oh, I saw the rosary in your hand. I see oh, okay. But um, I think it's crazy for me. Catholic school is more like uniform, like uniformity. It's like, this is what you have to do. That's it. And just do it. Like, here's a book we used to get for me, like um, for your penmanship, you were given books to write all your ABCs. So all of it was legible. You were taught um cursive like you were told all that little foundational stuff that i think gets pushed to the wayside and i think it, it it's really there for everybody but if i felt it prepare me to be like by myself and independent so like i knew how to write cursive at a young age i always wrote neat and um there was like this uniformity to it um but with that being said that was the good the bad I felt like if you needed extra support in anything, because it was always ELA and math were the big subjects. Everything else was like second. So, you know, if you weren't good in science, they'd probably be like, all right, you, you struggle with the reading or writing things. So they bunch you with that. But there is less, I feel, support. So if you're like, you're really struggling in something, you're kind of like, you're asked out. Like, it's just like, that's it. 
your, you know, I was looking at an old um, report card from fifth grade and it was like, oh, does it meet the standard of this? And I said, I told my mom, I said, what were you going to show me? Is I had to dig through like a whole bunch of stuff and like, and it was crazy. Like, actually, so I was fourth grade, but it's wild that like, I remember not getting support. Fourth grade was like my worst light year. And I was like, wow, you know, everybody has that bad year, but um, that's with that. Public, I feel there's more growth to it. So like you can learn at your own pace, you're going to get support, but it was less like, for me, at least when I went structure, like do this like this, it was a lot of learning for yourself. So. So like we, we also did like, um, we also did write the, the cursive when I was a kid. I don't know if they do that. I don't know if there's so much like a Catholic school, uh, public school thing, or like, if that's just something that they just don't do anymore. Cause like, I remember <laughs> cursive was like, like, I, I thought like, you had to know how to write cursive. You were going to die. Like it was like, they, they stressed cursive to us so hard. And there's so much other shit that like I needed to know. And then cursive, the only time you use it is like your fucking signature. Yeah, and so I was like, why was that so um, stressed? Why was that such a big deal if we didn't use it versus, you know, uh, <laughs> everything else that you really actually need to know? Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, like, like keyboarding and cursive were huge. And I'm, I wish we did just more keyboarding because I'm, I'm great at typing, you know. Um, but a lot of people I know, like, they didn't learn typing. Uh, so I wish, like, like I wish, like, nationally that was, like, more pushed because I type way better. And I wish they still type because we still have keyboards on our laptops today. I don't know why it's not taught in high school as an elective. I don't know why keyboarding isn't taught, you know, from we had we had this guy come in the room with the cart and his name was like. Eckhart or something like his name started is it, it went with cart so he, he had like a, a cool saying it was like mr cart's cart or something but he came in with a cart man and he had a he had the cart and on the cart was a bunch of keyboards and they like they just plugged in to the wall and then they had like uh you know you could type little stuff at a little tiny screen like a calculator but you could type stuff and there was like a song and shit it was crazy and like um but i became really good at like i typed way faster than like most people, man. I'm not talking shit, but I back it out type. Yeah. <laughs> not to knock those grammar books, but typing's where it's at. And then with the um well yeah. <laughs> and then with uh with the uh, with the science in Catholic school, like I figured Catholic school science would be easy as hell because you could always just write God, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer like, is like doubling well, what's the, what's the power? What, what, what is the powerhouse of the cell? <laughs> God, like, you <laughs> and every now it. and then you just switch it up for Jesus. All right, <laughs> angels. It, it, what causes cancer? The devil. You know, <laughs> it's like family feuds. That's number three in answer. Oh man, like I was just—if I was a chemistry school, I'd have straight A's in science, man. Science, all of it, just killing it. You know, until you got to physics, and they're like, no, no, no. But, but what? What is? What is force? God, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, man, that's. That's wild. So was there like nuns like beating the crap out of you guys and stuff? Like they always say, or was that kind of more like, uh, was that kind of exaggerated? Or was that really going on? Or was that maybe before your time? It's funny. Yeah, it was like corporal punishment was like from my dad's time. Cause my dad, but he, so I feel like a lot of stuff I followed was like through his um, advocacy. He was like, no, I went to Catholic school at help. Cause he was very structured and regimented. But like he would tell me stories like, no, you used to get hit in the hands. I was like, how is that appealing? Like, no, I'm, I was a very quiet kid. Like not they don't do that anymore, by the way. But like it changed. I think it that might have been a generation thing. But no, they were 
they would no actually hold on the principal when i went would be sister sister this is that but then i feel they phased that out where then you were taught by teachers it wasn't like a convent it was like maybe there was one person sister such and such the main person so, uh. so i guess almost like they phased them out it seemed like wow yeah i remember like sister act and like all the teachers were sister and then they had like my mom went to catholic school and i wish i'd asked her more about it but she kind of she always told me like she never got like you know spanked or hit or whatever but she was like a nerd and she was like a good kid and like a great student but like my uncles got the crap beat out of them like, you know they would just come home just like yeah like i, I did bad in math class and, like just fucking bleeding and shit like, got a ruler without getting ptsd like no put it down i was like i'm gonna make a <laughs> yeah um, like i mean you know when i think now like to you know and i uh when i when i got first year teaching like just like the how much like i would have been like the best teacher if i would have known you know, if we could have been able just to, like, not like, yeah, like beat the crap out of a kid, you know, but like if some kid was like attacking, you know, flipping out the class, you could maybe just like, you know, bam, like, <laughs> Steven Seagal hit differentiation, like getting with a oh. half Nelson or something. <laughs> nah, nah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, but yeah, it was always some craziness, man. And I think, like, when I think of like what school was, um, for me versus like, you know, the students I teach. It's like night and day. Like a lot of things I took for granted, they don't have. But a lot of things they do have, I didn't have. Like it's just, it's just a lot of different stuff. Um, for you, um, was it like what was some like differences that you experienced as a student that they didn't have? Uh, the kids that you teach now. Um, I. It's funny. Like I always have these. I'm caught between two different, like two different sides of logic of like why this happens because i always try to like understand both sides I, I i don't think i've ever spoken to a kid and say that's not thing i went through it like this like the older generations in my family would be like that you yeah. want that's not for me i felt like a lot we were to our own devices for a lot of the times they would give you a tool and they would just say like learn here's a ruler here's a pencil create i remember art class and looking at the tools and say but what do i do and like the, i'm looking at the teacher like what it's like oh here you go. I gave you the tools. It's like, no, you need to, in order to fish, you got to teach someone. So I feel like now we're teaching them more. We're going that extra mile. Whereas like teachers we had were just like, like, here you go, learn. And it's not like that. It's like, you know, you can't just- Oh, did you go to like a Montessori school? Like I know that's how they do. Like they don't really tell you what to do. They just kind of <laughs> let you do it. I feel like my, my childhood memory of those events was more like, they would say, maybe I wasn't catching it fast enough, but they would they weren't going through it multiple times to make sure every kid got it. They would say, you know what? I taught it to two kids, the other 15, 16, 17, they're, they're going to learn. You just, you sit with him. It's like, I don't know how you could split classes. <laughs> <laughs> it's smart kid. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, um, but honestly, that is something that I remember they told us to do in grad school. And they're like, if there's a kid who's smart, like have him teach the other kids. Cause not only does he learn it better, but they might learn from him. And then it kind of helps you. And I remember thinking like, that is insane. Like if I, that, but whatever. So I would just, you know, I tried that a couple of times and you might find one kid that that really works with. Um, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, there's certain things I definitely remember them teaching us that, but then there's other things that I definitely feel like I was like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, and maybe I missed like a day or something, but I was like, we didn't go this <laughs> so one day you're off. You know? like, yeah, never, never take off on a, on a Monday that messes up the whole week. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, I remember like like just 
getting hit with stuff that I was like, like division. Like I remember like multiplication, I killed it. Yeah. Adding, subtracting were like so easy. And then when we got to division, I was like, the fuck is like, it just, it didn't make any sense. And I was like, did I miss something? Cause it, there was like definitely a piece missing. And like, they were just kind of like, oh, you don't get it. But I, I was like, no, no, no. Like I should know. Like what can we, can we go over this again? Like it was so hard to get. And like I just I don't know how I got out of third grade like because it was such a big part of third grade. Like, in my life. Yeah, like, and then in fourth grade I got it, but then by then they were adding in letters and stuff. It was getting wild, but yeah. Like let's um, focus on numbers for a little bit. That it's funny. <laughs> that's why I never like being like like out from school. I remember telling my mom like, "Mom, I don't want to be out. Even if I have like a cold, I'd be that kid like sniffling in the back with like a hundred tissues. Like I gotta be here. I gotta learn it." Because it's the one time you're out, I'm like, yeah, mom, see? So she'd have to write a letter to the teacher. Please save the work so he could, you know, my son could learn. Because I was yeah, like, we, we were in like a trailer. We had um, our school, our, our, our class, like our cohort, because um, mm -hmm. it was like the way they had it. There was like five or six different schools, elementary schools. And then they all fed into one um, sixth grade. And that's when you met all the kids in your grade. And you guys were all together in sixth grade. It was one sixth grade building. Then after that, there was a seventh and eighth grade, like the middle school. Mm -hmm. And after that, you guys all went to high school together. And I was like, oh, this is high school. Okay. And then mm -hmm. that's who you graduate with. So that was like how you met your grade. But like our class was so freaking huge. And for some reason, it was just so much bigger than all the other classes. I remember like they did build in like new apartments by me. So it was also like more black kids, which I thought was awesome. Mm -hmm. But like there was, because we used to just be like me. And like there was like another black kid in another class, like there was like one per class. So all of a sudden now we had like five, which still we were outnumbered, but you know. So finally, when I was in like fourth grade, we went to school and like I remember they like they we had like this whole meeting and they were like, listen, most of you guys are gonna be in the building, so this doesn't apply to you. But like two classes can't fit here. And I was like, What? And they're like, Yeah, you're going to the you're going outside. And there was like trailers and they had outdoor classrooms. And like, so if you had to pee, you had to you had to walk across the parking lot <laughs> to get back the to the school. Out, it's like, oh, I really got to use the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, God. there's probably some kids that shit their pants trying to get back in. And like, <laughs> I remember like, you know, uh, just being outdoors and the in away from everyone. And there was some kid that threw up on his desk. Oh my God. And he was cleaning up. He went to the, the teacher didn't see, like no one saw. And like, we had our desk. So like, like you had like a buddy. So like there was two desks together and he was next to me. So I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> he just puked all over his desk and he went and got tissues. He starts cleaning them up. I raised my hand. I never raised my hand. So the teacher was like, oh, Anthony, you know the answer? And I was like, this kid threw up. always <laughs> <laughs> the kid. And she was like, what? And like the whole class looked, and I was like, I don't know how you guys don't smell it. It was like mucusy vomit, too. It was like thick, man. You start this crazy. The teacher, it's like, all right, I get it, Anthony. No, but seriously, look at it. He had corn and pumpkin. What's the seed. answer to number five? This motherfucker threw up. <laughs> pumpkin seed. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, uh, I never had those moments as a teacher. I mean, no, nah, I guess I did. Occasionally, there would be something like there was. There was one time there was a mouse in oh, my man. class, and uh, the mouse came out, man. And it was like, there, I don't care how well, like how meticulously you planned your lesson, how cool your PowerPoint was. Um, if you had learning devices and you had them, you know, color coded seating and all this crazy special differentiation. Depth. There was like four different versions of the same assignment. 
doesn't matter. Oh I don't God. care how purposeful your grouping was. Doesn't matter. A mouse comes out in the classroom. It's all going to shit. You know, like the kids, the kids were flipping out, man. It, it was no way to like pull the room back. They all ran out of the class. I'm trying to chase kids down. Come back, come back. They're like, no. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it was crazy. It's like, you ever play the game when you were younger, you say the floor is lava. So the minute someone says that you just got to jump on the sofa, be like, can't touch the floor. You have to jump over tables and stuff. That's what it seems like. That's the new floor is lava game. A mouse in the classroom. Yeah, I mean, oh, man. it was crazy. Um, hold on one second. I have to edit out all that in post, man. The fuck, he just woke up screaming. He wanted more milk. But uh, nah, yeah, you know, through the magic of editing, it'll 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 flow pretty seamlessly. But yeah, um, that was crazy. So, what was like your favorite grade in school? As a student, I don't know. You know what I think it is? It really depends on your cohort of kids. Like Catholic school, you were with the same kids. So I look at like old pictures of kindergarten. It's the same kids. So I like when you meet them, I, I could like recite stuff from back in the day. But like, I don't know, as a student, it's weird. It's like you go through different phases where it's like, I didn't realize it. Obviously, until I started teaching, like getting an outsider's visual, it, but like you change like elementary school. You depended on teachers like you want to learn you're invested that middle school year six to eight you start discovering stuff for yourself you're rebellious you're this and that then high school you're kind of really thrown to the wolves i think high school because i just remember it being fun and engaging and having teachers like we called them all by their first name so it's like a very chilled atmosphere i wasn't stressed um, that's the school i work at now all the kids call us by our first name and i it took some getting used to like i honestly i remember some kid called me anthony and i was like what the fuck did you say to me? You know what I was like? <laughs> like I actually at the school, my first school teaching, actually, there was a teacher who got mad that a student found out her name. And instead of calling her her name, they're, they're calling her like her last name. They called her first name. And it was like a whole investigation. Like, how'd you find this out? And he's like, man, I was in the office. I looked at her mailbox. I found it. You know, <laughs> it was just. Um, but yeah, like, so for me, um, I didn't like it at first. But now it seems like it kind of really makes things more laid back yeah and i uh have a better rapport with the students i mean i'll go by both i'll say you want to call me mr clark or mr clark you want to call me anthony call me anthony whatever but yeah it's just uh the whole situation is kind of cool now but like what did you um i think for me like i liked i liked the sixth grade that was awesome you know um that was because I, I made a bunch of new friends everything was cool and like seventh and eighth grade were terrible um but then, like, high school was great. High school was pretty awesome. That's when uh, I got in a lot of trouble was just being a, you know, a maniac. But that was also, like, when I had the most fun. Um, I didn't go away for college. I did community college. I mean, I eventually did when I went to um, Farmingdale. But by then, I was, like, way older than everybody. Like, I, I was, like, uh, what was that movie? Van Wilder. Like, I, I was 26 living on campus. It was crazy. Was it seventh year super senior? Yeah, well, I just I just didn't go to school, so I just wouldn't yeah. go. Like, I, I like took off years, and I had a job and everything. And then when I moved to New York, uh, first I like was helping my sister with her kids, and then uh, the next year I just was like, all right, I'll, I'll live on campus. And um, it was like it was cool, but it was weird, and I was like way older than everybody. But it was only for like one semester, or no, I guess it was two semesters, and then it was done. But yeah, that was that was crazy. Um, What's a weird job you had 
Well, I know, like, we're going to talk about the, the peace officer stuff. Like, what's another, like, weird job you had before teaching? Um, It's funny. Like, I can remember it clearly for the most part. The job I've had, I was uh, um, not camp counselor, Um, like, after school person, whatever you call it. That that wasn't that weird because I get to, you know, work with kids. Get, you Actually, it's crazy. You that would kind of flow in with teaching, though. Yeah. yeah like, our psychology, weirdly enough, it, it, little jobs like that you pick up on things but the weirdest for me i think was a cashier in a supermarket i have so much respect for them because you literally want to see the worst types of human beings people that get pissed off at a cashier like what oh, could yeah. like that was i think the weirdest because you would just see people pissed off like why do i need extra plastic bags like sir ma'am your bags in a break oh like i'm like i can't so you learn actually a lot of patience i always take something from a job but like being a cashier man no matter what time people always just pissed off and you're just uh yeah. Like for me, uh movie theater movie theater cashier was terrible. I hated it. Really? And I, I was I was gonna quit the theater. Yeah, I was like, I'm not doing this. I was so mad. And the job was awesome though, because you got free tickets. That was and, say, sign me up. And like my dad is black and my mom's white, and I could give them to my family. So I was gonna give them to all my friends. Like anyone who was black, you say you're from my dad's side, anyone's white. And the kids have messed it up, you know. Black people show up like, yeah, I'm from his mom's side of the family. And they're like, really? <laughs> but it, was, it was funny. Yeah, I just I was giving out tickets to all my I had everyone going to the movies. They would ask me, yo, can I get some tickets? And I'm like, yeah, man, I get some tickets. But I, I ended up, but then it became the usher. And that was like the best job because you just, you didn't do, you didn't do anything. You kind of waited for the movie to end. And sometimes they would all end in a row. So that was like, you were busy then. But there was like a huge break. And you would just walk around, watch movies, take out the trash. And then when the movie ends, you go in, you, you sweep up all the popcorn and stuff, and throw it away. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It wasn't that bad. Um, occasionally, they made us do something stupid where you had to go and give a speech before the movie. And I never, I luckily never had to do that. I had to watch someone do it. And I was like, that is insane. But luckily, I never had to do it. Yeah. You would have been good giving that motivational speech like at those big movies. No, it's like it's like a long monologue they write for you, and you oh. have to say it word for word verbatim, and you get in trouble. It was crazy. I was like, "What the hell?" I don't know if they make people do that. I've never seen anyone do that, and I've always gone to the movies. I never saw anyone do that, but that was like I was like, "That is insane." Um, so how did you like get into teaching? Now I know we both did the fellowship, but like, how did you get into that? It's crazy. I think I I was low key always pushed in that direction. So my mom's a retired teacher. My Oh, wow. Teacher. Okay. I didn't know that. So let me see. I, I could pretty much count them on my, yeah, my single hand. I have my mom, my aunt, my two aunts, my cousin, my other cousin. So I have five. Mm. And it's all teachers. Um, Like my mom would always tell me stories. I'm like, oh, man. Like the same thing kids would say when you tell you. All DOE? Huh? All like uh, New York City? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. the only difference, my one aunt and my one cousin are, well, one's currently an assistant principal. The other was, but like, wow. they, always, they would always say like war stories, like, oh man, that's really cool. And like, you know, one side would be like dealing with kids. Another side, it's saying your mother always said you're in this like prestigious position. Like, I don't think we realize that like as teachers, we're the focus, people look to us, you get, you do get a lot of respect from people. Um, maybe you don't realize it now, but like, yeah, I was always geared in that direction. And I didn't realize it till I was older. You need to look for stability, benefits. And I mean, of course, people always say summer's off. But I mean, even besides that, like, it always, I think, had a lot of 
good things. You know, you get to talk. I was always like an outgoing kid later on in life. So it just okay, worked out yeah. Right. That's true. I mean, like for me, I always thought becoming a teacher, like the hardest part would be the kids. And it's just not that way. The oh. kids, the kids can be difficult, but they're, it's not even like an everyday thing where like a kid's going to challenge you or something. Certain kids, every year you have like maybe one kid yeah. like that out of all the classes you teach. But for the most part, it's all right. And like, it's more like administrative or sometimes like teachers have this weird, like, like I always assumed all the teachers got along and that's just not true. (laughs) A lot of them are friends, you know, a lot of them hate each other. There's a lot of like teacher beef you don't know going on. And then the administration and then superintendents on top of them. So then they're flipping out. They're on top of you. And there's like, and then there's the state and like all this craziness going on that you have no idea teachers are going through. And then some kid wants like occasionally some kid will do something messed up where they like they steal something out of your desk when you're not there and you have a substitute or something or they'll they'll, they'll you know uh, challenge you in front of the class or say something messed up and like occasionally that happens but for the most part like all the issues yeah. are like outside of the classroom that affect the classroom so like that the kids are like your favorite part really you know yeah like yeah um, and like I always assume like. Because I, I was going to just, oh, I'll just teach for a couple of years and then I'll go become like a famous stand-up comedian and I'm going to do comedy all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, I assume teaching was over at four, which it's not, you know, <laughs> you got to go to like it six. Cool. Now, and it's it's like a 12-hour job, as people don't understand. And it's very stressful. And by the time it's done, you don't want to go try to tell jokes and be funny. You want to just go home and watch Netflix and drink a beer or go home and yeah. take a nap, have a sandwich, go to the gym, anything besides talking to people <laughs> so then yeah. i just never did comedy like i did just it all kind of i quit doing I, I remember i think of the comedy like my first year and then my second year i like slowly faded away and then my third year i tried to come back but then fourth year I had a baby and like it all kind of went away um yeah i mean i thought i would be doing more of it and stuff but yeah it's it's hard in school school is like people don't understand how hard it is but yeah that, I like that you said that it's prestigious. I've never heard someone else say that, and it is that way. That's that's a good way to look at it. Um, so yeah, when you were a peace officer, mm-hmm. what did, first of all, what how is that different than like a police officer? Is it the same or is it different? It 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 like there's a lot of similarities, but the easiest way is just like jurisdiction or what like what they're in charge of. It's not like we're all meeting as like the Avengers. It's not like I represent this part, I represent this part. The only thing it's like you, so I worked for CUNY, so I worked for the colleges. So you work for- Oh, so you didn't have a gun then or no? No, certain schools have it, but I really, I guess it depends on what the individual school wants. Okay. So my school didn't necessarily want that. So we just, you know, yeah, your baton, your handcuffs, literally everything up until, like you said, there was no gun to it, but um, same thing, patrol. Damn, yeah, it's, that's insane. It, it's it's like similar like you look the same you get the yeah, same yeah you, you gotta deal with the same like hey and you don't even get a <laughs> that's insane did you get a car though yeah but it was like the old like my grandpa car the uh the impala <laughs> it was like is there a new one and it's like they're like oh but those are the good cars i'm like no barely it'll be like the, the <laughs> car. it's like driving like a big like man it's it's almost like when the, like you're getting the worst pick of it like one person gets a nice issue you get this and you get that and i'm like oh man i'll walk i'll walk damn you that's what's up though so it was like a campus job though yeah i mean oh, that's did, cool so like, do you ever 
to do with like crackheads or anything crazy or it was still oh, so. occasionally because i worked in manhattan and i mean you'll see everything but not oh yeah we, we i only had one arrest but it was like i was partnering up with somebody so was oh, shit, it, you arrested somebody yeah processing i it's so much and i was like what happened um they said the kid was like they thought it was drugs he was snorting but it was like advil and i was like <laughs> But it was, so, it was so blatant. I wasn't the one. I was called to, but I'm like, I mean, I don't know, man. It, this, <laughs> that's a younger generation. That's how you say that's the what? You did what? Like, I'm yeah, like, splitting up the generations. Like, that's not something we would do. Like, what I'm still to this day questioning it. And it's just like nah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I assumed it was like I thought you were like, did you ever see the wire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the guy, Mr. Presbo, and he was a cop, and then he became a teacher. So I thought it was like that. And he was like, he like <laughs> shot somebody, and then decided to become a teacher, and then he was like teaching the kids. And that was my favorite season because he was a teacher, really, and it was like the way they showed the classroom. But I mean, there was a lot of stuff that I was like, that you know, I never heard of that happening. But I mean, I guess it does not all in one classroom. Yeah. Where there's gonna be kids gambling, then the kid stabs a kid. It was like a lot of crazy stuff. Or I think a girl cut her face off or something. But like, and you know, but again, I never taught in Baltimore, so I don't know. But like, yeah, a lot of the schools, um, you I mean, I don't know. That that was a great season though. Arguably, you know, I'm biased because I'm a teacher and it was all in the classroom, but that was a great season. Nah, man, I mean, for me, like uh the most fucked up job I ever had, and I'm not saying that job was fucked up. Um, but uh, just going back to that, when you talk about being a cashier, I was a DJ, right? For wow. like uh, for like a summer, I got to be a DJ. Now here's where it gets weird. There was a girl I was I was friends with. We never did anything or anything. Never dated yeah. or anything. But she was a dancer, like a stripper. Oh, okay. And her mom was also a stripper, and the DJ quit, so they needed someone to work during the day shift. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. So from like three to nine, uh, Monday through Friday, I had to go to this, the, the the stupidest, dirtiest strip club you've ever been to. And I had to play music. And I was actually using virtual DJ, which I used to use in high school when I was a student. So I was like, oh, shit, I know how to use this. So because like, <laughs> first they were like, will you do it? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, we have no one else to do it. I was like, all right, I needed a job. So um, that was like one of those things on like Facebook. I was like, hey, man, does anyone know anyone hiring? And then she sent me a message and she, she's like, um, can you be a DJ? And I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I was thinking like I was going to be like waiting tables or something. But I was like, yeah, I didn't make any money really. It was shit because like they had to tip me out. And oh, it was just the dumbest, stupidest job, man. And like uh, a lot of great stories, though. Like, you know, there was like they ended up having this like law passed in Ohio while I was there. Where they had to wear like the pasties over their nipples, so I had to, I had to cut out like <laughs> I had to stretch like the tape that like boxers use for their hand, like stretch it over like a shot glass and like cut off a, so it's a circle and then put it on like hell. Or, I didn't really put them on it. I gave it to them to put on. You know, it was crazy. And like, yeah, man, I, I never would have thought I would be a teacher. It was um, yeah. When I finished college, my sister's friend had done the, the fellowship, so they had told me about it. But like, that was like why I moved to New York was like that shitty job was like my rock bottom like that two of my friends died and like uh the relationship i was in ended up going nowhere and then 
I got my associates, but then they wanted me to retake a class, even though I passed the class because they switched from quarters to semesters. So the credit wasn't um, worth the same or something. And then my sister's like, do you want to move to New York? And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Because <laughs> like, Ohio was that bad. I was like, let me go try this. And yeah, man, I went from like, that was like my rock bottom job. Um, so stop bitching about the grocery. All right. That's <laughs> your job wasn't that bad. Nah. But I mean, there was there was some good times there. I mean, they ended up ended up being bought by this like crazy dude, and he had me doing all kinds of like extra jobs. That's when the job started sucking. Like I had to like walk them to their cars. Um, I had to like I had to also cook hot dogs while I'm a DJ, walk them to their cars, then come back. I had to announce everyone who came on stage. Then there was like a fight. I had to break up the fight. He wanted me to be a bouncer, the door guy. The, the hot dog chef. Patrick Swayze, basically. That's like the... the it was Roadhouse. It was like Roadhouse, yeah. Like fucking Roadhouse, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... Oh, man. That was... Uh, <laughs> that, that, that was a bad one. Man. At least what we, was... Um, at least you know who's going to be in Roadhouse 3. <laughs> What was something like that you uh, like now that you are a teacher and you have like this knowledge of doing it? And like when you look back at teachers, you have like, what is something that's like, I would have done that different? Like, what is something you would have done better than one of your teachers that you struggle with? I think for the most part, when I think of like, you know, what I experienced being a student. I don't feel there was a lot of compassion. So like, I feel like when I went to school, if you would say, oh, I don't understand this, there would be some shock as if like this person had the perfect plan to solve everything and you just were the deficient thing. So I feel like now one thing I'd be is just compassionate. Here's someone else. Yeah. Like re really just take, it's funny. The biggest change shifts we make is how we act as individuals. Not really the, si the systems of course could change, but like, you being compassionate, saying, what's going on? How can we help? And that, I think, is something like that should have been fixed back in the day, but we're doing now. Yeah, 100%, man. Like, when I think back to, like, when I was a kid, um, there was a lot of stuff, like, that I I was uh, I was totally being a, a jerk about, you know, and, like, uh, like, a negative person and everything. But, like, I face students like that now. And I agree with you. I try to be compassionate about them or um, understanding or work with them in some way to like get to it. And I'm not perfect. There's a lot of times I, I make some terrible mistakes with students and there's things I think about later on, like, wow, I wish I thought of that before. Or I wish I tried that. And like, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of like a guessing game, I guess, teaching is like, that's, that's some stuff I think people don't really think about. Um, what was like your favorite teacher, like that you ever had when you were a kid? It's funny. You're going to, it's going to sound corny. You may not believe me. Honestly, my mom, cause she, I was lucky enough to have a parent that was a teacher. She actually ironically teaches to what middle school. And like, I could always work with her. So she was always like that, the extra supports. Like if something go right in class and they'd be like, mom, can you show me? She'd be able to show me. So I, I honestly, I'd say, give it up and say, you know, my mom was the, the better teacher. I remember, but if not, I would say a lot of my high school teachers. I had um, like a lot of the ELA teachers. Um, I had 
were like again compassionate and they made class fun i i still remember a lot of the books we read lord of the flies i think it was like the stranger was another book and the way they will go into the books they could just have one piece of material nothing else and teach like a week's worth of stuff on it and i'm like wow that's how you're a good teacher you should need five yeah you should have a couple and be like you know present this idea and i was like wow that's cool so um we had this guy who was awesome and he was the um he was the english teacher and he um my my mom like loved this guy like not in that kind of way but she 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 uh she knew him because each of my siblings had had him so my older sister had him my older brother had him and uh my other older sister also had him and then there was me and i had him and so i heard a lot about this guy i've been hearing about this guy since i was like in fourth grade you know so now I'm in high school and I get in this class and I'm like, okay, he, you know, um, and he knew who I was right away. Cause I'd even come to some of my uh, siblings, like parent teacher conferences. Cause my mom didn't have a babysitter. So she brought me along. So like when I met this guy, I was like, okay, this guy seems pretty cool. And then when I was in his class, like he just did so much stuff that was cool that like, I was always like, that's like, he actually made me want to be an English teacher before I, you know, became a science teacher because of the way New York City does it. Um, I would have thought I would be an English teacher. And this guy was like, just very, like he, he like take like a song. I think it was like Hotel California. And like, he broke down the song for us and explained to us like metaphors through this song. Cause there's so many metaphors in that song. Mm -hmm. Then when we would do like, we had to do like a, a Shakespeare book for every grade. So I think we had, um, we had two in that grade then. So one, like the first, your freshman year, you do like uh, Romeo and Juliet. And then uh, the next year you do like Macbeth with, so I had Macbeth with him and I think Hamlet. And and then your junior year, you do another Romeo, you know, another uh, Shakespeare. I forget, maybe a fellow or something. But uh, regardless, whatever, whatever book it was, man, uh, Macbeth, he broke down and then he showed us like the whole story of, uh, we, we watched like a movie on it, and then he also um, just show, showed us all this crazy stuff about Macbeth. And I talked about how like uh, the the guy who directed the movie Macbeth, like his family was murdered, and like that's why the movie's so gruesome, and like all this crazy stuff. And I remember thinking like, wow, this guy's awesome. Like he was just such a great teacher. Like he didn't just teach you everything like uh, straight on. He kind of like went around like full circle with it. So it's not just like, he's going to teach you something. He wouldn't just like read the book to you. And then like, you'd have to do a report on the book and then you'd have a test, yeah. you know? No, he would teach you the book, then show you the movie on the book. Then you guys would talk about the book, you know, uh, all at the same time. So like the first mm -hmm. week when you do chapter one, you watch like, you know, you, you read chapter one and then you guys talk about chapter one. Then you watch up to chapter one of the movie. And then the next week, you know, chapter two. And I was like, it, like, it was through layers. She's like, you had like three levels of understanding with this with this book. And then you were into the book. And you wanted to like talk to your friends about it. You know, yeah, it, was, it was crazy. And uh, I remember I went and like, this is back when you had to rent things from like freaking blockbusters. I went to Blockbuster and rented the book or I rented the movie so I could know how the, how the ending was going to be. But then the book was way different, and I was mad at the movie, and I was like, "The book was better." You know, it was uh, like yeah. 
it was wild, man. I, I remember, like that guy was awesome. He was really cool. That was a, that was a great teacher I had. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, uh, I think like all in all, you know, I, I if you had asked me when I was a kid what I wanted to be, I probably would have said like a ninja. Or and then you asked me when like high school, I would have said like a a rapper or a writer or a comedian or something. Mm -hmm. um, I never would have thought teacher. And, um, you know, I, I thought I was gonna be a lawyer at one point for a while. Like I never would have thought I would have been a teacher. And I'm happy I, I do uh, become a teacher. Well, when you were a kid, what job did you think you were gonna have? Like if, you, if I asked you like at 10 and then at like 18 and then at like 21, like what would you have said for both? It's funny. I was always like a movie buff. So I remember like in high school, um, my my friend and I, we used to film like just like spoof movies. We used to like uh, Don't Be a Menace to South Central, like all like the spoof hood movies. We would like film like we would do a spoof of a spoof. So we would go by like the Woodside Projects and film there and just do like nonsense. Um, so I was like a big movie buff. Honestly, said director. My friend was like, no, you should direct. I was like, all right, cool. And um, it got to the point where I remember telling a family member, like, oh, I'm going to be a director. Like I was like looking at, um, you know, uh, schools to be a director. Like I remember there was a Christmas. All I asked for was movies on Robert De Niro. Like his four, I actually wrote like his best movie. So uh, four movies by Robert De Niro, um, Christopher Walken. Um, I want to say Nick Cage or something and like, let's say Johnny Depp, but like studying everything. Like I, I remember having a notebook marking down when they do certain things, like really trying to dissect it. And then when I told somebody, they're like, you're not going to make money because the arts kind of has this stigma of like, if you don't yeah. make it big, you can't really venture off. That was when I was younger, then like middle, like high school and um, college, I wanted to, you know, I went to John Jay. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be a cop or FBI or something branching off from that. And then um, I, yeah, so those are, I think, the two beginning, middle, and then teaching being what I'm doing now. Nice. Yeah, man, like, I never thought, like, like I, that is, that is true. And, like, what I, with being, like, a special ed teacher, like, you interview kids for that, that post-secondary, and you always ask them, like, what they want to be, like, what's their vocation, what do they want to do after high school? And there was like a while, where like every kid would say, like, I'm going to be in the NBA. Yeah. You know, and I, I try to like, you know, I'm not going like to crush anyone's dreams, but I just try to explain to them, like, OK, well, just so you know, you have to go to college to be in the NBA. You know, like they after LeBron James, they, they changed the rule. You have to go to college. You have to at least make it to college. You have to graduate high school. You have to do all this, do all that. And like, um. Now, a lot of these kids, you know, just over five years in, they've all changed. And now every kid wants to be a YouTube star. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, man, I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have been so hard on the NBA because yeah, at yeah. least then they went to school. They graduated high school. YouTube, you could do whatever. This kid's dropping out yeah. and being YouTubers, man. I got people so playing with toys. <laughs> five million views. I said, what? I'm still in disbelief. I can't. I cry too much when I watch. I was like, what? What is it? doing what like they would have people like there's one kid like he just plays with toys that was stuff we did that our parents would yell at us about and now it's like oh yeah there's there's a kid who just watches other people's videos and reacts to them and he makes like 
I think it's like $32 million a year or something. And I was like, there's no way it makes that much. That's insane. And um, exactly. there's other kids that just, that do. so I mean, if they can do it, they can do it, man. Like, I mean, shit, that'd be great. You know, um, I wish I, I wish I could make that much <laughs> doing this podcast, you know, and I, I, I would, um, I don't know, man. Shit. I remember there was this dude who was like, um, he always thought he was going to win the lottery and like he would, uh, he would play the lottery. And then like he, when he broke up with his girlfriend, even he like went off on her and he was like, you know, you, when I win, you're not getting nothing. Like, <laughs> I thought that was crazy, but like maybe he'll win, you know, maybe he'll win. And the same thing with like the YouTube kids, like, Hey, I knock them, but maybe they're right. Maybe they're onto something. I don't know. Shit. Um, you know, I, I hope, I hope all my students end up successful. Even the ones that, you know, are having a hard time in class and could be rude or whatever. I still wish them the best. There was a kid that was like the, the most insane um, behavior, you know, and I know you're not supposed to say insane, but whatever. Mm-hmm. This kid was this kid was off the wall. Okay. This kid was he was he was the next level. It was like trying to teach a class and you had like Dave Chappelle doing stand-up in the classroom when he wasn't funny. And he was just like he was <laughs> this kid was crazy. It was nuts, man. This kid would be going off on other kids. Some you'd call on a kid to read, he'd start laughing and you'd just make fun of the kid. He was out a microphone, like, where did you get the microphone? He was like heckling every kid. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. He was just roasting every kid, man. <laughs> kid was hardcore. And he said he wanted to be a rapper. And he then I, I was grading his test and like I like like flipped over the test and then I saw he had like like a verse written on the back of the test. And I started laughing. And then he came back after school one time. I was like, hey, man, I need that paper. And I was like, no, man. <laughs> so anyway, like, long story short, he is a rapper now. And he's wow. he's rapping on, and he has, like, YouTube videos. And he's on Instagram. And there was another student uh, who had, like, shared a video or something. And I got all these kids are graduated now, you know, by now. Yeah. They've been graduated for a couple years <clears> now. <throat> but, like, this is my first year teaching. I met these kids. So he, I saw this. I was like, "What?" And I was looking. I was like, "Well, at least he followed his dream." I don't know, you know, if he's gonna make it big. I hope he does. That'd be cool. Remember that Biggie song? He's like, "This goes out to all the teachers that said I never amount to nothing." <laughs> like, <laughs> I hope he does something like that. And I was like, "I was one of them teachers." <laughs> but honestly, that quote though, "Never amount to nothing." That's a double negative. Yeah, you'll never amount to nothing. That's a good thing, Biggie. That's a good thing. Thing, man like he's saying you're gonna amount to something like <laughs> i don't know man the shit man i'm i'm uh i know we gotta work tomorrow so i mean is there any final thoughts you have anything else you want to say um no i th- i just think with all of this like you know th- this is a nice break from like you know worrying about the next couple months what's gonna happen so i think just really worrying about well, focusing on your wellness is going to be the biggest thing. So I think we really all got to have pick up a hobby. Me- I would say meditate, jump, yeah. and really think about like just bettering yourself because then you come in the new year, whatever it holds, like more positive and ready to, you know, face whatever. I guess face. I'm trying to think of something like a nice motivational thing. I can't. So I always end up quoting like, you know, an old author like, you know, Dr. Seuss, but it doesn't really fit. And I try to make it some weird limerick, but like just. 
I guess make yourself better so others could, you know, feed off of that. That's that's what you got, man. That's, that's like, <laughs> I'm really like that's like. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Nah, man, you, you're a great guest. You're a great friend. I miss you, man. And I mean, it was, I think back to like those days we had where we'd meet up and get chicken wings and go out and, you know, have a drink after class and everything. And at grad school, those nights, those late nights at Relay, where mm-hmm. I remember they wouldn't let us leave one time. And she wanted, to, she wanted everyone to answer like a question. Like she wanted, every, she wanted someone to say something. And like someone answered it and she's like, no, I think someone could do something. Does anyone else want to shoot? And finally I was like, man, let us go home. <laughs> I remember it was like that. Nine o'clock at night. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 she she put me on her death wish because of that, man. But I was I was so mad. Uh yeah, like I was on her shit list for that. She she had asked everyone, does anyone have any final thoughts? And like one person answered it and she's like, Can I get someone else to answer? And I was like, just let me go home. Because <laughs> I this is I'm all the way in lower Manhattan. I gotta go all the way back up to the Bronx to my shitty apartment and wake up at 7 a.m. You know, and it's already eight o'clock, and I that's that's gonna be a, a, a crappy commute because I gotta take two different trains to get there, and one of them's always late. You know, and then I still have an eight dinner. That's the one you get. I came here straight from work, and you you trying to get a final thought at eight thirty? You know, on this Tuesday night, just let us go home. So yeah, man, I can't believe we did it, man. I can't believe we went through all that that crazy nonsense in grad school, and I'm happy we did, and everything's good, man. man Shit, it's it's been some time with you, and I'm, I'm I miss you, man. I love you, man. I can't wait for you to meet my wife and my son and everybody. When this stupid uh, pandemic's over, but uh, yeah, man, I'm be doing this podcast. I'm gonna try to do it every uh, couple times a month, you know. And uh, if you ever want to be on again, maybe we'll get you and Ronald on together. And we can we can <laughs> razz on him and all his nonsense. I miss that dude and his big head, man. But yeah, just uh, stay stay cool, man. Hit me up sometime. Definitely, man. Thank you again, and it's good to catch up, man. We got to keep this going. Hundred percent. All right, man, I'm going to log off and I'll uh, take the recording and I'll put it on the this Ableton software. And I'm going to try to do an intro and make some cool music to go with it. And then uh, I'll let you know when it's up. It'll be on um, Apple Podcast and on Spotify. All right. Sounds good, man. All right. You have a good one, man. You Miss you. Peace. Okay. So, there you have it. That's the podcast. I spoke to Marty, so we'll get to have that guy on. And uh, I also did get a hold of Ronald, so me and Richard will be doing one with Ronald later in the future. So stay tuned, and thanks for coming. Have a good one. Bye.